Welcome to episode 33 of the Dudes Spake of Dudes podcast. This is not a podcast about road trips that you can go on where you won't encounter any other people to worry about at all. Uh, and this is not a podcast about 2020 because 2020 has been canceled. Uh, this is a podcast about dudes who are spanking dudes and dudes who are being spanked by other dudes. And this podcast is hosted by two dudes. Uh, hi, my name is Isaac, and I am a trans guy who is pretty new to the spanking world, to the spanking community, and uh, I'm just excited to be here. So, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Welcome, Isaac. Uh, I am Scott, also known as Red, Red Spank Scott, or Hotbot Scott, as the case might be. And really, I'm, I'm kind of incorrect about the episode. Our, our usual thing, this is, this ep- this is ep- an episode, or rather, this is a podcast that's about dudes who are supposed to be spanking dudes. And dudes are both who are supposed to be getting spanked by other dudes, but but most of us unfortunately are not being either giving or being spanked at all right now. Mm-hmm. Twenty twenty is canceled. Everything is canceled. Uh, but it is good to have you on the episode. Um, Thank you, Isaac. So so welcome. Uh, so so a, a little bit of business to get to about how canceled everything is uh, before we get into what this podcast is been about. Um, if you're if you're following what's going on in the state of the world. Uh, it is early August right now. Uh, and if you're planning to go to Badass Weekend in October in Georgia, you've already been informed that it has been canceled. Uh, but just in case you weren't aware, uh, officially Badass Weekend in Georgia has been canceled for October. Um, uh, the In July, uh, Camp Red Tails also did not happen. Pretty much, I, I mean, I'm not kidding. 2020 has been canceled. I literally just finally just took, I, I, I had to bite the bullet. I had, you know, some vacation plans later in the year. I was planning to go to Badass Weekend. I, you know, so I just kind of like hoping. And then when that happened, I'm like, you know what? I've used no, I've used no vacation time since hot seat retreat in March. So it's like, I bit the bullet and just kind of like took a week off and drove up to Malibu. You know, so great thing about living in the LA area is, there's still kind of places you can go in this environment, and you know, mm-hmm. if, you, if you get some vacation time. I'm not sure about how things are for you, uh, where you are, Isaac, if you're able to just find a way to get safely get out of your house. Mm-hmm. Uh, I haven't done it yet. I would really like to. Um, it would be nice to do. I mean, there are places, you know, you can go to upstate New York or Connecticut or Vermont or something like that, but I haven't had the opportunity yet. But yeah, funny. I, I do have a funny spanking really related story, spanking adjacent story that I kind of shared okay. on our, our Twitter feed, which is that I I went out hiking because I just needed to get some okay. exercise. I went out. The gym reopened, then of course very quickly reclosed because mm-hmm. every because mm-hmm. no one was treating social distancing seriously, and, yeah. and it was all a big mess. So I went to the, mm-hmm. the gym twice, and that was it for me there. So I went out hiking, and I. Um, I lost my footing at one point in my hands were, and I, I slipped and I fell exactly directly on my ass, <laughs> right on my yeah. butt, just mm-hmm. bam. Mm-hmm. And it, of course it was funny, it was like, I was looked around and there was no one around and so no one saw me. Um, but it felt good. <laughs> yeah. It's only about this, yeah. I, I mean, yeah. in New York City, things have loosened up a little bit, so I've been able to meet up a couple times in the past, like, three weeks, I would say, but uh, it's still very much shut down, and there were, like, probably four months where there was nothing going on. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it's 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 still 
Yeah, it's we're, so hard. We yeah. were kind of in like in reverse situations. Like at the start, New York was terrifying, and yeah, it was yeah. like it was just it was like it was the central, most dangerous yeah. place to be. Mm-hmm. And California, where I was, we were managing it really well, and exactly. then yeah. things just reversed. And now you know California is like every like I, I finally got my hair cut, but now that place is shut down again. Wow. Yeah. You know, so so the the reopening has just been completely reversed here. So so I hope yeah. you know everyone out there is staying safe. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I hope we can sort of stay on the path that we're on right yeah. now, and we don't get too like sort of reckless yeah. or anything. Um, but who knows? Yeah. So so yeah. for people who are interested in hot seat retreat out here at Palm Springs that happened, you know, back in March, it was literally the last thing before everything ended. Um, right now, we are still treating it as though we believe it's going to happen. Um, now, keep in mind, we have not opened anything up for registration. We're going to, you know, we're, we're keeping things loose and seeing how the world looks in October and November. Uh, but for now, we are treating um, hot seat retreat in March as though it's going to happen. And really kind of hoping because it will be, be a great, wonderful, just sort of massive family reunion for the state community because, again, Everything from 20, everything in 2020 has been canceled. Um, yep. So, so we're, we're we're crossing our fingers, but you know, stay tuned. Um, you know, uh, we will have. Um, if you haven't been to hotcps.com, where our site is, check it out. I'll update on the podcast, of course, uh, but we'll be making more formal announcements in the fall. But for now, we're hoping we're just we're just hoping and crossing our fingers that we're able to do hot seat retreat in March. So, yeah. Um, and Definitely. with yeah, so with that, let's uh, let's talk about real dudes spanking real dudes. Um, uh, so ever since I actually launched this podcast, very very early on, um, some of the first feedback I had gotten uh, were from from uh, young trans men. Um, yeah, that's that's and that's, and that's you, Isaac, and, the, and they wanted to know. Um, whether you know they were getting into spanking and they wanted to know how open the community uh, yeah. was mm-hmm. for guys who are into spanking um and i talked about yeah. it a little bit in an early podcast episode uh, but i've always had on my list of things to do is to get an actual trans dude who's willing to come onto the podcast and talk about mm-hmm. their experiences so isaac you are a trans dude uh so yeah. tell us tell us a little bit tell us a little bit about yourself um, mm-hmm. And you're relatively new to the scene, so just tell me a little bit yeah. about about your your relationship to the spanking scene right now. Uh, well, I, I'm like so happy to hear that there's you know a lot of trans guys who are messaging you and have been for a long time because I, I would love to meet them because it is a small world and I don't really meet other trans guys at at all. I, I wish I could, um, but yeah, I've been into the spanking scene forever. You know, since I was a little kid, but I didn't really uh, start to kind of in earnest kind of meet up with people and sort of be explicit about what I wanted, what I liked till, um, till maybe September or October of last year. And I went to my first party, uh, in, in New York. Well, it was in New Jersey. Um, but it's kind of like the New York world, um, uh, at the very end of December. And that was where I met a lot of people. And I kind of started to feel like, uh, I was sort of accepted in this world. And, it was very surprising to me, I would say, because I think that probably lots of trans people, um, lots of trans guys think that they aren't going to be accepted. And I definitely didn't think that. Um, 
uh, I didn't think I would be accepted. Um, but so I was very surprised to see that I was, um, and, uh, very much welcomed. Um, but and you went to, um, you went to the Mid Atlantic Leather, uh, conference, right? Yeah, and that's I where did. you, and yeah. you met Jaden there, um, who's been met on here, there. yeah, many times. Mm-hmm. So what was, what was that like for a, um, a trans guy? That was cool. I mean, I think, I don't think I would have gone if I didn't know other people that were going that said that I could kind of go with them. And I met them at this initial party. Um, so there was the spanking party at the bar. And then later on, there was kind of a little bit more exclusive thing party in a hotel room, you right. know, like, I don't know people. Um, and it was really cool. I'm glad I went because, um, it was probably my first experience, probably really feeling just like, um, another kind of like gay guy, probably like cis gay guy, you know? Um, I really did feel that way because I did feel very accepted and, um, I got to meet other people into the scene. And well, the, I, the important question yeah. is, is did you get spanked? Of course. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did you, did you, well, did you enjoy it? Of course, yeah. I mean, well, yeah, I, I did enjoy it. I got spanked many times uh, in the bar and then in the hotel room, and um, some were great, some were okay, and uh, yeah, <laughs> of course I got spanked, yeah. Yeah, and you are, you are primarily a bottom? Yes, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So let's kind of talk about a, a little bit, so, so there are some interlocking interlocking mm-hmm. ideas from, from yeah. uh, how our, our identities as we're going on mm-hmm. that, that are very much in common. So like if you're if you're a gay man, well, if you're, um, you'll, most of us, when we are children, even before we start developing our sexual identities, really mm-hmm. start getting a sense that um, we see boys a little bit differently, you know, than yeah. the other mm-hmm. boys do. Um, and if you have a fetish, if, and if, especially if you're into spanking, you start also recognizing that a little bit, oftentimes based on mm-hmm. references She's speaking in pop culture, uh, especially yeah. in, you know, children's. For for me, of course, being a, of a certain age, you, you saw you saw speaking represented in children's entertainment in cartoons, mm-hmm. and it just sort of became the sort of thing. Um, and so you kind of recognized it even then, and other guys, you know, for for uh, relationships between kids and speaking in school. So so you mm-hmm. start recognizing that, and then for trans people, um, there is also similarly when you are young, you know, d- no trans person just decides that, oh, you know, out of the blue somewhere, you know, when they get old, they're like, actually, I'm this. You, yeah. You have a sense very early on that you're, that, that um, the way that you look and the way that you feel inside doesn't quite necessarily match up. So is, was that the case for you? Well, I don't think that's necessarily true from when I've talked to lots of different trans people. Some people, like, they're, they'll be in, you know, they'll be older, like, you know, mm-hmm. after college or whatever, and start to be like, oh, this makes more sense to me, and be very happy after transitioning. But we didn't feel that strongly growing up. Um, I personally did, uh, yes, and I was very fixated on boys. I wanted to be a boy, and I also liked boys and thought they were cute, and, <laughs> um, and I liked thinking a lot, you know, and that was something that, yeah, when it was in cartoons or if it was in books I was reading, I would instantly kind of fixate on it and remember it. Yeah. Yeah. So it was very, very kind of interesting to see that um, your relationship with spanking and your relationship with boys and, mm-hmm. you know, your identity as realizing that you're, you know, that, that, that you felt like you're, that, that you're a boy 
it's yeah. all connected together, or all just mm-hmm. kind of gels together into this one thing. Um, yeah. So what? So, so when did you start your transition? Um, so or, or how? I don't want to make assumptions here. How would you describe yeah. yourself and your your, your journey? Yeah. Um, so I started to. I kind of realized that this is what I wanted to do and what I should do um, when I was about 22, and this was in 2015. Um, this was my year after graduating college, and uh, this was kind of when it was becoming more of a topic in the media. And I think that helped me a lot because I kind of realized that this was something that other people were doing. And uh, I was like, well, yeah, I've always wanted to be a boy. I want to do this, too. And uh, that was when I first decided I was going to transition. And I came out to like close friends pretty soon after that. And I started to transition at the very end of 2015. Um, and I started tea like a month before I turned 23 and it's been about, um, five years now. Yeah. Right. And so, Almost five. yeah, so yeah. you have had some surgical and you were on, uh, some surgical, I don't know what the term is anymore. We used to call it, I yeah. used to remember yeah. I, as referred yeah. to as realignment. So I'm not sure. It, um, I think a lot of people call it gender affirmation surgery now. Okay. Um, but specifically, yeah, I've had top surgery. I haven't had bottom surgery and I don't have. I don't actually have plans to have bottom surgery. I mean, that's something I could rethink later on, but right now I don't. Um, but I had top surgery in August of 2019, and that's sort of like uh, surgery to um, remove my breasts. So I have a flat chest. Okay. And it was a uh, double incision. So. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I should I should mention for the benefit of you know the podcasters and and uh, you and I talked a little bit about this first punky episode. So at the same time, just by pure coincidence, at the same time that when I was coming out as gay to some of my friends way back in the late 80s, early 90s, uh, one of my close friends at the time was coming, was herself coming out as trans oh, yeah. mm-hmm. and beginning this transition to becoming, you know, into living as a woman um, and going through the surgical process. And and so I have a very, you know, so, so from my experiences, I have a very yeah. pro, pro-trans outlook, but mm-hmm. the, the learning curve, and I think this is true for a lot of guys in the spanking scene, particularly gay men in the spanking scene, is um, because we're, we, we skew a little bit older right now, is mm-hmm. we have a particular understanding from that time period where yeah. there was a sort of a framework for trans, which meant specifically a particular kind of transition. All of the trans people I knew were on this sort of track of, yeah. you know, uh-huh. doing these hormones seeing these therapists, you know, yeah. getting and getting the surgery. Like every every transgender woman that or well, every trans woman that I knew from that time period got surgery. You know, all yeah. the, you know, yeah. and so and they wanted to they didn't identify as trans. Their goal was to be women and to be treated as women all yeah. you know. Mm-hmm. So yeah. so part of now is a sort of an adjustment period for all of yeah. us for this new uh environment for, for trans men. So um, yeah, no, I get that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, it makes sense. I think that it used to be sort of this idea that it's sort of like you kind of have to start an entirely new life, you know, that isn't connected in any way to your past life. Um, and you're just a completely new person. And it's not necessarily the same anymore. But a lot of people follow kind of the same path, you know. Um, and uh, just I think there's a lot more acceptance now for people who are like non-binary or, you know, don't want to go sort of do everything when it comes to sort of medical transition or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so, so you had mentioned that the community felt really small to you. And 
Yeah. What's interesting to me is like you you are coming into this community um, at the same time as you're in the past year. Um, I should mention I do know a gentleman um, here in LA who is part of the BDSM community mm-hmm. who's trans, who's older, and he's been part of this community for a very long time and comes to mm-hmm. and, and has, has come to Moonberg. I actually invited him on the podcast, but he he declined, and you know that's mm-hmm. perfectly fine. But he's open. Yeah. I, I'm not outing him. He is open about being transgender in his profile. Um, but I've seen over the course of the past year um, at least five young trans men in like the you know coming into the scene out here mm-hmm. in in California. I am. Um, yeah, and actually we had two, two who had um, registered to come to Hot Seat Retreat, but I think for one reason or another, I think yeah. both of them ended up canceling. I don't recall meeting either of them. Um, so it is definitely part of a growing part of our community and something we're all going to have to learn to kind of deal with. So, Mm -hmm. so tell me about, you know, you you seems like you've had positive experiences so far. So, so, so tell me a little bit about what happens when you Mm -hmm. go to a spanking event as a trans, trans man. Um, so I, I think the first thing I would say is I didn't go to my first spanking event until, uh, I had had top surgery and. I'd been like four years on testosterone. So it's like, it, it wasn't like I was doing it in the beginning of my transition. And I think that I was treated differently then. Um, but, uh, since having top surgery in August, I've been treated extremely well <laughs> and people seem to want to, they really want me there and uh, they want to keep in touch with me and they want to tell me about this community and they want me to hang around. And that has been like awesome. And it's felt really good. Um, uh, it wasn't really the same before, but at the same time before, I don't think I was as ready to kind of embrace my own kinks. So I can't really say what was, you know, what was what, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Have you had sort of, have you had negative responses? I have mm-hmm. so some of the feedback, um, some, and I'll hear it occasionally um, come into this yeah. podcast. It's like, there are people who are, so there are straight men who are in just yeah. with other men. Uh-huh. And yeah. uh, but there's sometimes there is some pushback in the community who yeah. assume that mm-hmm. um, that the male male spanking space is primarily is is a homosexual exclusive homosexual mm-hmm. male cis male exclusive space and yeah. I keep trying to push back on that and I often yeah. fail trying to do so um, but have you have you had environment you know have you had situations where people felt like because you're you know, mm-hmm. you're, you're trans and you're not welcome within the male-male spanking scene. Um, I mean, like, in, I would say, like, in general, I've had great experiences. You know, I've had a couple that weren't great and, like, people who probably just weren't into it and weren't comfortable with it. Um, but in general, it's been pretty good. I did have one person at in MAL who, like... Maybe he thought I was trans or something, but he like lifted up my shirt and saw I have my scars or whatever, and he kind of just walked away or whatever. And that's one bad experience that I would say. He just know? did he ask you? Did he just someone who just grabbed and lifted up your shirt? Yeah, yeah, that was one bad experience that, that I've had like since top surgery. Because actually, since top surgery, it's been pretty good, you know. Um, but uh, that was one. Um, and you know, you get bad messages sometimes, but in general, like. It's been great, and I've been surprised by how good it's been. Um, I think in part because it is sort of like it is a very specific kink, and it's not. You yeah. Know? Yeah. 
Yep, I've always gone on the fact that like this baking community is small, and you need to treat people uh, treat people well because it will go around. If if you don't, yeah. we will find out if you yeah. if you treat people badly, and then you'll have a you'll have a harder time finding finding guys to play with. Absolutely, yeah. Um, have you had these? So so one of the other you know negative things that can happen to a uh, a trans person in the sex scene is in the opposite direction where you get fetishized because of your trans identity and people don't yeah. really see you for you, suddenly, mm-hmm. you know, because you're a trans person, mm-hmm. that becomes, like, part of the whole package. You know, yeah, part of, yeah. yeah, you become someone else's kink instead of a person. Has, yeah. that, has that happened to you at all? I mean, that's happened not in the spanking world. It's definitely happened, like, when I was on Grinder or Scruff or just in real life with trans people I know and their partners, because most people are, will be open and stuff. But um, and a lot of the time, their boyfriends will, <laughs> you know, have a thing for trans guys. But um, so that is definitely a thing that I've, it's never really, I haven't encountered it in the spanking world. Again, I think it's so small that it's like, you know, it, it would just be rare to encounter it. Yeah, so how do you respond to something like that? Because, like, one of the, this is an issue, it comes up in spanking in a different way that, yeah. that we talk about on the podcast, is we all have our own fantasies in, within the spanking community, and one of the things that can happen is men in the spanking scene can perceive other men entirely on the purpose of whether or not that person can help me satisfy my spanking fantasies. And yeah. not, as, not as actual people. And I, I yeah. bring that up in the podcast a lot. And so, yeah. So how do you how do you interact with someone who behaves that way? Well, I don't really interact with them anymore because I don't really have a grinder profile anymore, you know. Mm-hmm. Um it, it I mean like before when I was these were people I would meet up for mostly vanilla stuff, which I was never very into and so I don't really do it anymore. But when I did, it was really case by case basis, do I like the person, you know? Like sometimes I know that they have a trans guy fetish and it's like all right, whatever, you know, right. maybe I'll still have a good time, but it's all about, you know, me and what do I want, you know? Right. Um, and uh, I think right now, if I got messaged by somebody who clearly was very into that, I think it would very much turn me off and I wouldn't want to meet up with them and I probably wouldn't do it, you know? Um, but uh, yeah, it's just something to deal with. I think it's just like a vibe you get from people, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So what, um, what tips do you have for someone in the spanking community when they are, you know, interacting with thinking about doing some spanking play with a trans dude? Oh, for people who want to do it with a trans dude, like yes. this guy. Yeah. Oh, um, man, that's the opposite of what I was expecting to ask me. Um, uh, we'll reverse that in a minute, but I'll, I'll but, but um, first, it's like if, if someone if someone yeah. is is approaching you to to spank you, what do you you know what do they oh. need to know? So, I mean, the thing that is the most common is people act like people actually extremely surprised and sort of message you a lot about how they like, oh, my God, wait, you're trans. Wait, like, I, you know, and, you know, they want to ask you a bunch of questions about it. And um, and it's like you don't have to do that. You know, you can just sort of play it cool, you know, just play it cool. Like that would be my top tip. You know, you can kind of think that in your head, but you don't have to kind of be so um like wow about it you know um because you get a lot of like 
but you're cute, but you're trans. And it's like, well, yeah, trans, trans people are pretty hot, you know? So, um, but people clearly don't think that. So, yeah, I find that, I find that fascinating because, because in reality, especially if you're in the gay community, um, hormones, um, for trans, for trans men, hormones and well, you will, when you're on hormones for a, a decent length of time, you'll end up looking like a man. You oh yeah, absolutely, completely indistinguishable. Testosterone, testosterone is a very powerful drug. Like, <laughs> you know, it's like you, it puts you through puberty, like male puberty, basically, like male puberty. Um, so. and, and yeah, and so the reality is, you probably interacted, even you know, maybe not in the spanking scene or yeah, in the sexual scene, but you yeah. probably interacted with trans men and not have realized it. In fact, this this Definitely, gentleman, yeah. this, this gentleman that BDS team seen, who's into who's in, uh, into spanking and other fetishes who's a trans dude, I actually knew him as an acquaintance for, I think, two years before I discovered that he was trans. Yeah, I, I, that's what I think. I think that pe- people don't realize that they've met trans guys, you know? Um, but yeah, I mean, one thing is like, you know, just play kind of, like, you don't have to be like, oh my God, you know, but you don't look trans. Like, that's a really, like, common thing. Um, and the other thing is like, uh, when they have met up with a trans guy, they constantly are comparing you to him you know, all the time, which is like, it makes you just like insecure, you know, it's like, I'm my own person, you know, I don't want to always be like held up against this other person that you've met up with. And uh, that's like, really common, you know, I've met up with, I stopped meeting up with someone because he couldn't talk, stop talking about the other trans person he met. And <laughs> I we were different and similar and blah, blah, blah. And I was just like, uh, you know, whatever, <laughs> you know. Okay. Now, so yeah, and so since you know, I get a lot of I've gotten a few messages from trans dudes who have, who, are, who have questions about being the scene. What tips would you have for trans dudes mm-hmm. who are yeah. looking who, who are looking to join the spanking scene? Yeah, I mean, so uh, my main one would be kind of like for me personally was it. I, I, it took me a long time to kind of try and sort of like be a part of it because I really didn't think that I would belong at all or that people would want me there. And so I would say the main things that people do and you definitely do belong and uh, kind of the people that you see in the amateur spanking porn are the same as you and um, they want to spank you and they want you to spank them. So uh, don't feel like you don't belong there, um, especially because it's a very small community and the more the merrier um and uh that would be my main one also people probably don't care as much about you being trans as you think they do especially because spanking doesn't have to do with the genitals um at the same time it's definitely true that uh i have had more luck the more i've like proceeded with my transition so yeah yeah um and if you're out there actually i do want to give a shout out to a Fairly well-known uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, trans dude in the spanking scene uh, from Germany. He goes by Bengel, uh, B-E-N-G-E-L. I know people who are who are very well involved in the spanking scene know who he is. I've had a, a very brief interactions with him. I've seen him on Tumblr. Uh, he is on Twitter. Um, his Twitter profile handle is SpankedFTM. If you are a trans dude, well, if you're if first if if you're into spanking oh. and you're a dude, look him up. Particularly yeah. if you're a trans dude, look him up, because the great thing about him is not only is he very open about being trans, he is very open about being a spanking bottom, and he posts yeah. 
He posts images on Twitter. He's posted videos on Spaking Tube. He posts and, all the time. Yeah, and it. yeah, and it's what makes it so positive. Then is you know if you have any doubts about whether or not you're a trans dude would be embraced by the Spaking community, he's you know he's all the evidence you need. Like he gets spanked more than I do. He, he is, gets spanked every other day. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he is still out there. Of course, like I haven't been spanked since March. He is still out there because he's in Europe, and I guess they're, and they're being a bit more careful. But he is he is still out there getting spanked right now, um, and occasionally posting about it on Twitter. Um, wow. You and know, he's pretty open too if, to messages, as far as I can tell, by other trans guys. You know, he'll talk to you or whatever. Yeah, um, yeah, and he, yeah, and he's German, but he speaks, as far as I can tell, well, he certainly I writes perfect English. So yeah. It's, yeah, so, so, so look him up. I think he, yeah, and I believe he listens to the podcast. So, so track him down, uh, look him up, uh, follow him, say hi. Uh, also follow me at Dudes Spank Dudes. Um, but he is, is, is without a doubt, um, just all the evidence that you need that you will be welcome into the spanking community as a trans dude. Yeah. Mm hmm. Yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, he's definitely been transitioning for a long time. Like, uh, he's not just out. He's got, like, a whole beard and everything. Um, but even, like, I think if you're pretty new, people want to spank you, you know, or they want you to spam the for sure, you know. Um, also, uh, yeah, that's what I say. Yeah, yeah, and I think I actually, I think I have, uh, I think I have friends who have spanked him. I have not, I have not met him in person, I still have not, I, I'd love to get out to Europe someday, but, um. I heard that he came through New York, that's what one person said, like, he came to the same party that I went to. Um, oh, okay. Alright, and so, uh, with that, uh, so if you, uh, so, so like I said, if, if you're a trans dude, uh, we are a very welcoming and small community, and if you mm -hmm. have if you have a negative yeah. encounter or two, um, we all have them. But the community as as a whole, you know, strives yes. and, and keeps striving to be very very friendly. Um, yes. And you are, and you know, just put out there, like I said earlier, we had a couple register for hot seat retreat. Trans dudes are welcome to attend. Um, Absolutely. I, you know, I don't think I can think of a single. You know, they're welcome at. Um, at uh, the Moonburn parties here in LA, and I've met a few of them there. Um, I don't can't think of any event where trans dudes have been excluded. Um, so, although you know, if you've had a bad experience like that, you know, hit me up and let me know as well because you know it's important to know about. And I would say too, like when I've gone to parties, you know, like when if you're getting spanked, you're the one getting your pants pulled down and everything. So, uh, and I don't ever tell people in advance, you know, but no one's had a bad reaction, you know, um, besides the person who pulled my shirt up, but that's a different thing, you know. Uh, so, you know, I just go there and, you know, need to like get spanked by whoever I want and no one's had a bad reaction when they pull my pants down. So that's okay. Good. Did they, I mean, did they say something after, like, like, oh, I didn't realize you were trans or anything like that, or, or has, was it, was there an after the fact issue at any point, or? Uh, you mean like when people have been spanking me, or? Yeah, or, like, yeah, people spanking you. No, no, uh, usually what people will tell me will be like, oh, okay, you know, uh, I really only care about butts anyway. Yeah. That's usually what I get from people, yeah. Yeah, that, <laughs> that's my attitude. Yeah, um, and. I feel the same way, so I'm like, yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, 
So with that, let us move into the fantasy life of yeah, thinking. Cool. Yeah, so let's talk about, so you have a, a, a very particular fantasy that also uh, was mm-hmm. part of your, your growing up. So, yeah. so tell, yeah. us, tell us your childhood faking fantasy. Um, so my childhood faking fantasy, which might be my first one ever, um, was having a bunch of older brothers um, who would spank me and bully me. Um, which I know you, Scott, like a lot. You <laughs> like the bullying thing. Oh, yes. Um, I love bullies. I love yeah. being the bully. And this isn't something I've had the chance to act out at all, like the older brother fantasy. Um, but, yeah, I wanted exactly nine older brothers, and uh, I wanted them to, you know, sort of harass me and bully me and spank me and, when you know, look after me when my parents were away and do whatever they wanted with me. So yeah. why So so why nine? So... <laughs> Nine, because I first think I came up with this fantasy when I was nine, and uh, that was as many brothers as I could fit in before 18. I was a kid then, so I thought you can't be a sibling if you're 18 or older, you know, plus like one set of twins, but not two set of twins, because that would be like unrealistic, you know, but um, so yeah, that was as many brothers I could fit in, you know, I'd have a 10-year-old, 11-year-old, maybe two 12-year-olds, 13-year-old, 14-year-old, yeah. So did, and it was always like they were they were bullying you. Did they ever like spank you because you deserved it? Um, because you had done something wrong? Were they caretakers or bullies or both? Yeah, a combination. So they were definitely like they were in charge of me, so they could spank me for stuff I did wrong. But also just because they wanted to, and um, you know other stuff too. They would just like mess with me, kind of not beat me up too hard, but you know sort of like wrestle me a little bit and wedgie me and stuff like that. Um, Yes. Yeah, there is a lot of <laughs> yeah, there yeah yeah there are a lot of guys who still and those persist. I I like I encounter I love doing it too. If if guy loves yeah. if a guy likes wedgies, I love giving them. So that's mm-hmm. that's still part of the the, the faking fantasy yeah. scene. Um, so but you really have the chance as you know as you come into this faking scene to to play in this space no. at all. Yeah, I haven't. No, uh, you know, I mean, it's not been that long, right, that I've really right. been very upfront about what I want, you know. Um, it, you know, and so, no, I haven't, over quarantine very recently, maybe a month ago, I made a recon profile where I kind of, like, uh, uh, stated that I wanted this kind of stuff. Um, but obviously, you know, it's still kind of quarantine here, so I haven't really... Yeah, no, I haven't had the chance to do it. I would like to. I focus on kind of the daddy boy stuff, which is another thing I really like because uh, it's very common, I found. Um, but uh, only recently have I thought, oh, this is another thing I really like and I can do this too. Um, so I made a recon profile and it, one of the things I said close to the top was that this is a thing I really want to try. If anyone wants to be my older brother and kind of fuck with me a little, like I, I am here. Um, so what does that look like? So what does that fit? So now that, you know, now that you're yeah. an adult, yeah. what does that fantasy look like as an adult? What What do you think is it? What yeah. do you What do you hope will happen in this? Fantasy? Well, that's the thing. That's like why it's kind of harder to do is that the daddy voice stuff is much easier because in general I'll meet up with someone who's you know like a generation or two older than me and we kind of already know what to do. Whereas with the brother stuff, you're meeting with someone who's pretty much around your same the same age and. Uh, there aren't really as many videos sort of dealing with this. So it's kind of the script isn't really there. And to be honest, I don't know. I mean, like, I know that I like wedgies. I would like someone I like being dominated and overpowered. And um, I would like to just be 
spanked because I want to spank me, you know, but it's not something I've been able to kind of like sort of think through very much, you know? Yeah. Well, no, I do know because from the very first episode of this podcast, when when, uh, my friend Soup Goblin and I, um, uh, the first uh, spanking video we discussed, lunch money, was one where, you know, a victim was being, um, the bottom was being spanked uh, by a bully. Uh, I get a lot of feedback. There are a lot of there are a lot of guys, well, particularly bottoms, who like yes. bully yeah. play. So some mm-hmm. of us, you know, the fact that I'm a top and I'm into it, I'm actually it's more unique for for us on the top side. So I think we need to okay. uh, since yeah. I like it on both sides, we just need to train more mm-hmm. tops. We need to train more tops to be bullies. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I think that's I think that's part of the thing is that I, I don't think it's a role that people really think about too much you know like the older brother thing because it's kind of in between you know it's it's yeah and i think that's part of it it's like well what do you do how do you you know act towards the other person um and i think that makes it harder and it makes me a little more like uh anxious about meeting up with people not because i think they're gonna be bad at it because i'm like well how do i act like how do i sort of respond to them you know it's not something that seems as like laid out uh as sort of like other things do yeah yeah, I used, I remembered like so, so after after our discussion before we recorded this episode, yeah. I was I it reminded me that when I was oh God I want to say around ten years old, uh, I was at some family you know friends of the family um, and you know they had a couple kids my age, but there was also an older brother and I don't remember what we did but we made the older brother mad and he threatened he threatened to spank us really oh and my God. I was like. Yeah. I didn't, you know, I, of course, you, you did, I was like, I was like, oh, I, of course, wanted, there was a part of me who definitely, I really wish yeah. he would, I really That's wish he would. That's too much like a fantasy, like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I was, yeah, and, and, but then, of course, the whole typical thing of, like, when you're a kid, you're afraid, since you're not supposed to like it, you don't actually want someone to speak, when that comes up, yeah. you don't want it to actually happen, because you're afraid that they'll discover that you like it, and then yeah. what happens next, things get weird. And also, too, like, in real life, it, some of these things can be scary. Like, I yeah. think, you know, whatever, if you get spanked at school or at home, it, it's, like, not something that you want most of the time, even if you like it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah the fantasies are great. In in real life, I don't think that you would actually enjoy nine brothers spanking you all the time. Absolutely not, yeah. <laughs> that's a lot of spanking. But, like, the, the great thing, is, you know, since we talk about fantasies all the time, the thing about those fantasies they help you figure out the framework of what you're looking for yeah. uh, mm-hmm. in your sexuality. And so mm-hmm. in your case, um, although you do like the daddy, you know, the daddy boy fantasy, there is definitely the situation where I, I refer to it as peer level spanking, where you like yeah. you want to have this fantasy of someone who's close to your age, who mm-hmm. is who you either dominate or is dominant mm-hmm. over you. Yeah. Um, as opposed to just an authority figure. Yeah. Uh, and that's mm-hmm. what the bully fantasy often is about. It's someone mm-hmm. who is, uh, it's creating a space where, where the spankings happen because of enjoyment purposes. And the role mm-hmm. play is all about, um, the top sadistic fantasies, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, in part for me, it's always been kind of like they're a little bit older than me and they're definitely bigger than me. And that's part of it. Like, so I'm almost being punished for being smaller than them, you know? It's like because they can't overpower me, they yes. will, you know? Um, yeah. 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 And that is a very, very 
that is a very common um, bullying fantasy. And yeah. one of the reasons why that spanking video, uh, Lunch Money, was so popular yeah. is because mm -hmm. the, the guy giving the spanking in the video is looks like an actual bully, a big, strong, BC guy who yeah. looks mm -hmm. like he could physically force you over his knee to give you a spanking. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, yeah, and so, but I do also want to take the opportunity to, um, it reminded me that there is, if you're looking for uh, potential scripts or potential mm -hmm. videos that play oh, off yeah. of the brother fantasies, um, there is a UK-based uh, spanking porn company, Straight Lad Spanks, that has a lot of, they, they have a lot of, you know, hot guys in their 20s, things like, which is mm -hmm. very common. But one of the things they do that's different from a lot of other sites is that they have them spank each other. And there is a series of videos called Brother in Charge um, mm -hmm. that had a lot of brother-themed spanking videos, including, um, I think there were three of them, the Lee brothers, who are, in fact, brothers in real life. Oh, wow. And yeah. they, did, they did spanking scenes. Um, and they are just spanking scenes. It's not sexual. There's nothing incestual that, that way. Um, they were pure spanking scenes, and um, so if you have a fondness for the idea of of, uh, of brothers and spanking, uh, and these are and again, of course, I should it should go without saying, but just be clear, these are all adults, and it is all consensual yeah. spanking play. <laughs> um, so it is at straightladspanked.com. Uh, and the name of the series, I think there's like 30 chapters. They, they did a lot of videos. It's called Brother in Charge. Yeah. So look it up. Um, support them. They are, Andy Lee is like a, one of the more popular models. And he's actually just sort of returned. He, uh, he's just showed back up. He's only doing um, uh, masturbation scenes so far. But people are hoping he gets into space. He's one of those guys who came onto the scene uh, as a... I, when he first came onto the scene, I wanted to spank him. Then he, he got muscular, he, he started working out, he got muscular, got tattoo sleeves. And tattoo sleeves like turn me into a bottom. So, so, so initially I wanted to spank him and now I want him to spank me. So, uh, <laughs> uh, but he's out there and he's in several of these videos. Some of, in several of the videos he's the top, he's I think the older brother. So, so he's the older brother who would begin to spank him, but he also gets spanking in these videos. So. Um, but with that, I have a question that came up, so we'll end that, and I do have a final question for us to talk about, uh, that came up to someone who, who chatted me up on Scruff, actually. Mm -hmm. um, and I don't normally hear from a lot of guys on Scruff, but uh, someone who's a, a few years older than me, who wanted to know, is it ever too old to enter the spanking scene, especially as a bottom? Mm -hmm. And, you know, definitely not. So, so just... So what, do, what would you have to say? I would say absolutely not. And especially since like sort of entering the spanking scene, I would say definitely not because you see so many older people getting spanked whenever they want to. Um, and uh, yeah, it's the more the merrier, right? Yeah. I mean, it's like the, the brother fantasy kind of plays into that because so... So my preference, I've spanked younger guys, I've spanked older guys, I've been spanked by younger guys, I've been spanked by older guys. My, my overall preference is guys around my age, but I can play around a lot. And that has been persistent throughout my life. So as I get older, I, I suspect I'm still going to be wanting to be playing with guys my age. So, um, so, so there are guys, like, 
me who aren't all looking for cute, just cute twink boys to spank. There are guys who are going to want to spank this guy. Um, the more interesting thing that has developed as I've been getting older, and I think it is very much a millennial thing, um, I don't want to kind of overly generalize about generational identities because people kind of get a little bit weird about it, but I've, I've noticed as the podcast, number one, as the podcast has started, number two, as millennials are getting older themselves and are developing their identity in the, in the fetish scene, uh, and number three, as I become you know, more and more of a bottom again, there are quite a few millennials out there who absolutely want to spank older guys, who want to spank mm-hmm. us, spank us gener- Gen Xers and even older. I have not, I've been, I have been surprised. I personally have been surprised and happy, uh, you know, in a certain way to find, you know, guys in their, guys in their 30s who are, you know, and, and even late 20s who are, who enjoy the prospect of spanking me. And for this gentleman, I, I mentioned, um, there is a guy that I know in the spanking scene around my age who only likes to spank older men. Uh, okay. and he actually, he came to Hot Seat Retreat, and since I was the, 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 the host on the ground, kind of like helping connect people, um, I knew who, I know, I knew who the older bottoms were, because they, they wanted to make sure that I spanked them, and so of course I was making promises to spank these guys, and so, but before that I pointed them all out to him. I was playing matchmaker, it's like that guy over there, go spank him. And sure enough, he did go, and so, so there are definitely guys who, who focus on spanking older men. And it does get, you know, it does, but I, I don't want to sugarcoat it. Certainly the number one fantasy is dads and, dads and, and boys and, and older guys and younger men. But it's also, that is also a role play and a state of mind. You know, yeah, there, you know, there yeah. are, there are plenty of guys, there, the, one of the most famous, uh, Doug's, Doug's partner who, you know, you know, people, I just recently had Doug off. For the past couple of episodes of the podcast, his partner uh, is around my age. Um, is famous, famous for being a boy and being able to role play the naughty yeah. boy really well. It's well. funny because I was listening to that podcast and I was wondering the whole time how old is he? You know, because I thought he must be a, a little bit older um, than me, but clearly he is a notorious naughty boy. So yeah, that's and, a good yeah. sign, you know. Yeah, you will, you know, you will, you will, if you're, if you're daddy type, um, and, you know, and he's been spanked by, you know, daddy types who are, who are older than him, younger than him, he will fulfill, you know, you will feel like your daddy, um, your daddy mode has been fulfilled by spanking him, even though he's not, you know, a, a, a little twink in his 20s or something like that, you will feel like a daddy when you spank him. Uh, and so even that part is really more of a state of mind. So, so definitely do not feel like you're, it's too, it's never too late to get into the spanking no. scene as a bottom. Yeah, and what else are you going to do? Just not do it, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and uh, and so with that, and of course, you know, now though, <laughs> play safely, uh, everyone be yeah. careful, and I'm I'm so desperate for, for all of this to be over and for us to get to see each other again. I have not seen any of my local spanking buddies in months now, oh, wow. and yeah. it, it just drives me crazy. So, um, but with that, we will wrap up this episode. Isaac, I definitely want to thank you so much for coming out here and being on this podcast and and helping you know educate and, and help people people understand the the trans community. And I am looking forward to seeing more and more trans dudes in the scene. If you're out there, 
I am more than happy to spank you. I am more than happy to be spanked by you. So if you're a trans dude. We kind of like, I think all the trans dudes I've met have been mostly bottoms. There's been one top uh, that, that, who spanked, uh, spanked Jaden quite a bit, actually. Oh. Um, but uh, I'm looking forward to, you know, having that experience. Um, mm. And so don't be afraid, don't be shy about uh, coming up to me and, and requesting that if you're, if you're a trans dude. Um, if people, you know, whether they're, they're cis or trans, if, you know, if they have questions about or just want to chat you up, uh, how do folks reach you, Isaac? Yeah, um, so the best way to reach me, you can reach me on WAPS, which is my username is IZKBOY, so I-Z-K-B-O-Y, and I have the same username on Spank This Hookups. Uh, my username on Recon is D-Nikki, so D-N-I-C-K-Y. Okay. That's the best way to reach me, yeah. As for me, uh, I could be reached all over the place uh, on, on Spank This Hookups. I am Red SPK Scott. Uh, elsewhere, uh, on WAPS, on Recon, on Tumblr, on Scruff, I am a red spank Scott, all spelled out one word. I am also, that's my top side, my bottom side, uh, in a lot of places is, in all of these same platforms, is hot bot Scott, all one word. And so, uh, with that, uh, once again, Isaac, thank you for being here, uh, and I'll see everyone next time on Dude Spake and Dude.